Today we are going to be talking about following Jesus. Uh, and following Jesus is never as easy as we think it's going to be. Um, and I don't know that you have ever thought about following Jesus in terms of uh, it being the opportunity for you to lose your life. Does that sound like a good slogan that we should use at, at, at SMCC? Come, lose your life and follow Jesus. But that's essentially what the Scripture today is telling us to do, and that's what Jesus is telling us through Scripture. Today we will meet Jesus as he's speaking with his disciples in Mark eight thirty-one through 37. Listen to the words of Scripture. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, Jesus said to Peter, Jesus rebuked Peter, saying, Get behind me, Satan. For you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Now he called the crowds with his disciples and he said to them, If any wants to become my followers, let them deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them? To gain the entire world and to forfeit their life. Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation Of them, the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Peter approaches Jesus and he essentially says to Jesus, Jesus, you need to save your life. You need to live longer, Jesus. Now, Peter is essentially telling Jesus that he has a better plan than Jesus. But Jesus is telling Peter that Peter does not have a heavenly mindset. He doesn't have a long view of things. He's not seeing things from above. And what Peter doesn't know is that through the death of Jesus, life will be brought to everybody, to the entire world, and even to Peter himself. Now, that's the first thing that I think Jesus is telling his disciples and telling Peter in the scripture, is that they need to change their mindset. They need to make sure that they have the right mindset. The scripture tells us, in Mark eight thirty three that we had just read, it says, but turning, I love that Jesus turns and looks at his disciples. There's this moment where, where Peter has him distracted with the things of, of, of worry, and he's being rebuked by Peter, and then Jesus looks back at his disciples. There's something going on there, I think, between the putting of Peter behind Jesus and looking at the, the disciples who are already behind Jesus. And Jesus says to Peter, get thee behind me. This is the scripture, you can read it up here. Get thee behind me, or get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. 
Now, I, I have a question. How often do you think about eternity? How often do you think about heaven? How often is your mind consumed with the things of heaven? Now, I wonder, um, do you ever consider yourself as living eternally? For eternity. Do you know that verse from Amazing Grace that says, um, and when we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun. Everybody sings it along. And, and usually I step back and think, wow, that'll be really weird on that day between the 900 and 99,000 year, year and the 10,000th year. 9,999th year. And then someone will turn to me and say, hey, we're here. This is the 10,000th year, the one that we were singing about 10,000 years ago. Do you ever think in those terms of being there 10,000 years from now after having sung that song? That's the kind of mindset that Jesus is calling Peter to have. Do you think in terms of life, do you think about your life in, in, as a way of quantifying the quality of your life based on the number of breaths that you have in your life from the day that you're born to the day that you pass? Is that how you determine a life well lived? Well, actually, Jesus is saying something different. He's saying that life here is the starting gate. It's the shotgun. It's the beginning of, of eternal life, of living fully. And when you consider following Jesus for the very first time, I wonder, did you ever were you ever thinking, well, you know what, the best way to, to follow Jesus, the best the best life that I have in front of me is a life that I lose. I'm just going to lose my life. That's what it means to follow Jesus. Or did you think that the, the definition of a successful life following Jesus was a life in which, in which you were giving away your life? Or did at some point it occur to you that, that following Jesus was about saving yourself? Is that what you thought, that, that when you followed Jesus, that, that it was about saving ourselves? See, Jesus has always said that we can never save ourselves. That we exist in a place of spiritual quicksand. And without Jesus, we will only get deeper and deeper into the quicksand trying to get ourselves out. But when we, when we relax and we release ourselves to Jesus' hands, we then are pulled up out of this spiritual muck this spiritual quicksand of the world. And we are given an opportunity to live in a new way, outside of that. This is a great scripture from Romans 8, 5. It says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. There's a story in Africa, or the story from Africa, about these people who capture monkeys. Now, please get by the point, the scary and sad part of that story and to the point of this uh, illustration uh, because I think capturing monkeys is probably the saddest thing I've ever thought of. So anyway, um, they, they, the way they do it is they hollow out coconuts, uh, one end of a coconut, and they have a little hole, and then they empty out what's inside, and they fill it with peanuts. And the little monkeys will go and smell the peanuts, and they will reach inside to grab the peanuts, but when they make a fist around the peanut, they will not be able to get their fist out of the hole. And so then, the person on the other end of a rope that's tied to the coconut will slowly reel the coconut in with the monkey, never letting go of the peanut. Until, finally, they capture the monkey almost every time. 
I think that's what we're like, holding so desperately onto the things of the world that we would rather die or that we would rather live at our own peril than to live fully by letting go. Jesus tells Peter, you are not setting your mind on the things that are in divine. You need to set your, uh, you're, you're, you're setting your mind on the things that are human. You need to have a divine, beautiful, heavenly mindset. The other thing that I think we can get from this story is that God's plan is better. Of course, Peter, Peter is going to Jesus, and, and I think it's easy for us to look at Peter and say, well, duh, don't you know that Jesus' plan is always better? But how many times in our life have we thought, you know, if I was God, I would do it differently, and I have a better way of doing that. In in fact, every small group I've ever been in, Christian small group where we're talking about God, invariably there's someone that's saying, God clearly doesn't know what what God's doing, because clearly God is not acting enough like God. But listen to what Jesus says to Peter. Or actually, just listen to Proverbs 3, 5. This is a great scripture. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight. Trust in the God with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight. See, if I were God, I would make sure that the minute that people said yes to Jesus Christ, that they became Christ followers in their life, that they would walk around town and everybody would see a light about that person and they would just gravitate toward them and they'd be filled with joy and want to embrace them and lift them up and cheer them on. But that's not what happens, is it? When we could become Christ followers, the normal thing that happens is that we get kind of smirked at. We tell people that we've decided that we're following Jesus, we get shunned and shamed. See, following Christ is not something that brings on the the accolades and the honors of the world, following Christ is something that usually gets us taken to the side by people like Peter and rebuked for thinking a little bit strange. I like this word from, from John 15, verses 18 and 19. If the world hates you, this is from Jesus, speaking to his disciples, if the world hates you, be aware that it hated me before it hated you. If you belonged to the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. The message of Christ, the message of being a Christ follower, what it means to be a Christ follower is all about counterculture. One one of the biggest lies is that somehow Christianity is mainstream. That in any situation, any social or governmental context, Christianity is mainstream. It has never been mainstream. It is not mainstream. Trust me, there is nothing mainstream about taking off one of your days off on a Sunday morning and meeting with a bunch of people when you could actually go to the beach. Watch all these people leave. When you could go to the beach or you could be watching television or you could be sleeping in or just hanging out with your friends, the people you like. No, there's nothing mainstream about what we're doing here. There's nothing mainstream about saying, you know what, the first dollar out of every $10 that I have in my life, I am going to give that dollar to God and trust that God is going to give me enough for the next $9 that I have. There's nothing mainstream about that at all. There's nothing mainstream about someone saying, you know what, 
Instead of taking a vacation this year, and by the way, vacations are supposed to be all about ourselves, aren't they? But instead of taking a vacation this year, I am going to take all of that money and all of that time, and I'm going to go on a mission trip and dedicate it to flying all the way over to Thailand so that I can minister to people. Or I'm going to dedicate all of that time and all of that money, and I'm going to give up that time that's supposed to be all about me. And I'm going to fly all the way to Malawi, Africa, so that I can go to Africa on one of those days, go to one of the villages, and hold orphan babies who don't have enough love in their life. Little crying babies. Most of us want to spend our vacation away from babies. Well, I'm speaking for myself. Sorry about that. See, there's nothing mainstream about following Jesus Christ with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our mind. What's mainstream about going to a prison and befriending hardened criminals, dangerous criminals, people who are guilty beyond belief, becoming friends with them so that we can communicate God's love with those prisoners, those, those people who are branded as outcasts and never, never to have any hope in them again. And then to somehow try to better their condition and improve their condition. There is nothing, nothing mainstream about that. I would contend that when people follow Christ, when they follow Christ with all of their heart, mind, soul, and strength, it is always subversive. See, why would Christians, why would anybody get together like this every Sunday to find out how they could lower themselves, go lower than other people in life? That they could serve other people and find out ways to put other people above themselves. In fact, people usually gather in rooms like this to find out how they can get to the top, don't they? That's mainstream. This is subversive. Peter is getting Christ following 101 from Jesus. And I love the words of Jesus. If any want to become my followers, let them. I love it. It's, it's not you must, you have to. It's just let them deny themselves. Let them deny themselves. Take up their cross and follow me. When we come to the table of Christ and we see and remember and, and proclaim a true story about a person, Jesus Christ, who gave everything that he had, he gave it all away on the cross. Jesus was not concerned about prolonging his human life because he knew that his life was only the beginning of eternal life. Not just for him, but for everyone. Jesus now challenges us here today to have a heavenly mindset and to stop thinking about life in terms of the number of breaths that we can have between birth and the day that we pass said to think about life as eternal life that he's welcoming us into right now and for eternity. Our job with our human lives is to give our job away. And as we give ourselves away, we will gain immeasurably more than if we held on to those lives and we protected those lives and we isolated ourselves from any danger And any uncomfortableness that we could encounter in this world. See, when we step out on a limb for Christ, Christ 
is there to support us, to carry us forward, and to catch us if need be. Let us pray. Lord, you tell us that we should not be ashamed of you or the words that you speak. Lord, we confess that we do experience shame when we are confronted by others who ask us about our faith. But Lord, thank you for being the catalyst, the power by which we can speak against that shame and rise above that shame and that we can say, yes, I follow Christ. So Lord, may we be a people who are not ashamed of you, but are alive, giving all that we are to you and to others. So God, we pray for this time of reflection that that you would be speaking to us in our time of need. That you would help us. Help us to overcome the earthly mindset that we've had in our life. But that we could overcome that and have an eternal mindset, a heavenly mindset. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.